It's your boy Tommy via Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. And um, today I'm just going to just talk a little bit about something. And y'all just walk with me if you want to. If you don't, you leave. But I look at people for what they do, not not so much what they say. Because people will say a lot of things, you know. Um, and I've, I've learned through life that people walk louder than they talk no matter what they say no matter what they put out there no matter what they post on Instagram no matter what they no matter how they look and how they want to carry themselves I look at what they do you know if you were to go off life off of what everybody say and how they portray themselves and this and that you're going to always end up running into the same circle over and over again and it's a cycle of dysfunction and what's bad about it is that every time you go around the track, every lap you take, you become more and more fatigued. So when you do get around somebody who walks what they talk, you can't even keep up their speed. You're too tired. You're too drained. The next thing you know, you push those people away. You see what I'm saying? Or they run away or you run away from them or whatever. You know what I mean? You just go until you collapse into a state of anxiety and depression and guilt and beating yourself up and feeling bad about things and blaming yourself and all this other stuff. And I mean, you do play a role, a serious role at the end of the day. And most of our misfortune, we play a, a huge role. But at the same time, you know, the people around you that you're dealing with, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, Hell, some of y'all, maybe y'all old enough, y'all kids, who ain't really kids no more, but you know what I'm saying, your, your, always be your kids, parents, family, friends, you know, whoever, you know, the actions are always going to speak to you, you just choose to ignore them because they words are so beautiful, you see what I'm saying, and, and those words sometimes are very comforting and securing, or at least they bring a false sense of security. But when you look at their actions, their actions are going to tell you everything. You know what I mean? You have somebody, for example, who tell you that they love you and that they want you or whatever. Let's talk about relationships, right? That's where a lot of people are right now that's listening. And um, they tell you these things and you believe it. Because in your brain, it makes sense. I mean, you've done enough for this person to love you. You know what I'm saying? The person should love you. When you think about it, you know, based on how much time y'all spend together, all the things you've told them, all the things you let them tell you, all the the few fallouts y'all might have even had that, you know, y'all have worked through and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You feel like, yeah, well, of course they love me. But then you start to notice certain actions. I'm going to just tell you some real shit, man. Like, usually it's either A, they don't really love you the way they say they do. Or B, they live in their life in fear. And either way it goes, both of those two things are dangerous to deal with. I'm going to tell you why. You already know why the them not loving you part is dangerous, right? And them just being around just to be around. But I'm going to tell you where the other side of it is dangerous too. Because of their fears, you now are getting a very, very, very small percentage of them while you're probably giving them a very large percentage of you right and don't feel bad about it don't let the world tell you that you're stupid or you're a simp or you a pick me or you weak or 
or desperate or anything like that. No, you're doing what in an ideal world you're supposed to do. You're supposed to let your guards down and grow and develop with somebody. You're supposed to, you know, and this, this I guess this, somebody, so I'm saying, can go into any uh, any type of ship, not just a uh, a relationship, but a friendship, a business ship, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you're supposed to go all out. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have really that many reservations, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in the ideal world, in an ideal situation, and for anybody who disagree, all you got to do is look at the winners. You can't just look at the losers, the people who played the game and lost. Some people, they've given their all to them. For example, a lot of ladies tell the ladies, for example, girl, don't be all into that nigga like that. Don't let that nigga, you know, this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. You know, fuck him. He ain't your boss. Y'all ain't married, this, and the third. And they're really going off of the times they lost and other people's losses as well. But there are examples out there of women who said, no, I'm going to give my all to this man. I'm going to let him lead. I'm going to let him guide me. And now they they own property. They have a family. The kids are doing good in school. Everybody's healthy. There's legacies being built. So you can't just, you know, live your life based off of the off of and no offense when I use this term, but the, the losers, the people who played the game and lost. You have to you, you have to also remember there are people playing the game that have won. You know, they 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 went and bought her roses. They went and called her phone. They they double texted. They they you know, they weren't afraid and it turned out pretty well for them. You know, um playing it safe hasn't really worked for anybody. You're not going to find too many married couples who are in a healthy marriage and ask them like, you know, all this all these questions and they're like, "Yeah, well, I I I only texted her once a day. I only did this, I only did that. I only, you know what I'm saying, played it safe." They got there by taking risks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whenever, especially in today's, today's society, you see what happened with Michael B. Jordan and Lori V. Harvey. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a man getting on his knees is a risk of embarrassment. She, she, y'all have the best relationship in the world. You get on your knee, she say no. That's a risk. You have to, take, but you have to take the risk. That's how you're going to know what's going on. And I think a lot of people play it safe, and that's why they never actually um, figure people out until it's too late. And they ignore all the red flags because they're playing it safe. What's crazy is all you just did was make things more dangerous for yourself by playing it safe. Playing it safe just makes things way more dangerous. You know, because if you ever decide that you're tired of something, you got to understand that you set such a tone of just acceptance of bullshit and, and toxic uh, behavior that when you decide to speak up, you now look crazy. You see what I'm saying? You, you haven't ever set that tone. So now that you done spoke up, you look crazy. I don't mean crazy like psycho crazy, but it could be that too. Um, you know, but people's actions are always going to speak louder than what they're saying. You know, when you down and all of a sudden they got so much to do. They got so much, so many places to be. They, they're always available when everything is good. But when things are bad, they're not, they're not there. But you're there for them when things are bad. You know, when, when they do wrong, they flip it on to you. But when you do wrong, you just accept all the all that comes with it. You just, you just say sorry. You don't look for things. You don't point out other things, whatever. That's these these are signs that this person is either living in fear, of 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 fully giving in, um, and submitting to the love, or that they really just don't love you like that. That you know what I'm saying? Because when you to me when you love somebody, and it's gonna sound crazy to some of y'all, and it's not about sitting and suffering. Don't ever think that. But when you love somebody, you know, you love them when they're sick. You love them when they're broke. 
You love them when they're having a bad day. You love them when um, they're angry. You love them when they're upset, you know, and truthfully, a person who can't give you those things is ultimately useless to you because those are going to be the most time that you really need them. You know what I'm saying? When you good, you good. You good regardless, right or wrong. So, you know, the most of the time that you, you need them is when, you know, you get a bad call from your father or when you, um, it's, it's Christmas and it reminds you of, of something bad that happened to you as a child or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you going, you going, that's when you going to really need this person and they're not there. What are they out doing? They're out doing what's important to them. People are going to show you what's important to them. People make room for what's important to them. People make time for what's important to them. So they're, they're, what they're doing right now is they're showing you what's important to them. What's important to them is not you and what you're going through, how you're feeling, you know, saying how you feel jaded, how you feel down, how you might be disappointed in maybe even them specifically or whatever else you got going on. Now, you also have to have the discernment to know when somebody else is probably fatigued and they've been running a lot of laps in their own life or when you're putting a lot of pressure on them that just isn't realistic and you're coming with very heavy problems you know what i'm saying that anybody would probably fold under pressure you know everybody's not built for this shit you know what i'm saying um and that's why you have to be able to gauge your partner the right way based off of the type of people or person you need in your life specifically not what uh society tells you or whatever like that and that's why you can't just look at money or things like that you have to really look at the person and what they're used to for example, like a street dude, unless you go, unless you really want to become a square, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain women I would not advise you date simply because when the bad things happen, when, when the, um, when the, when the, when the, when the jail comes and the showdowns come and things like that, this person is going to fold, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't come from that. You know what I'm saying? They don't come from that. You have to find somebody not saying that they necessarily have to be a hood person either. They just have to be somebody who understands hard times. Some people don't understand hard times. They've never really truly had any. Like A lot of people really think that everybody in the world goes through shit. And truthfully, what I've learned through my walk in life so far is that no, everybody does not go through shit, bro. Everybody did not grow up. Uh, in a broken home everybody did not grow up being hungry everybody some people don't have anybody in their life that's ever been to jail like there's nobody close to them that's ever been to jail like there's nobody close to them that's ever had a court date for real never had no violence that may have been warranted but still nonetheless unfair you know what i'm saying they've never uh you know you got some women you know they never even seen their mama cry before like they mom, they they their dad did so well, or their mom hit it so well that they never even seen their mama cry before. So they, if they were to cry right now, they'd be like, they'd be ready to throw everything away. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just not normal to them. That's not the standard of life to them is crying or being sad or upset or having to figure out how to get someone out of jail or whatever the case may be. So like depending on the lifestyle you live and 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 the things that might come with it, you have to also look at that as well. You know what I'm saying? Like what you know because the thing about life is this man like for a lot of us 
we're like accident prone. You know what I'm saying? Most of us listening to this right now are accident prone. Meaning like there's just shit that's just going to fucking happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't that you have bad luck. Maybe you got a lot of built up karma. Maybe you got a lot of karma that's been passed on to you from your parents. You know what I'm saying? Or your brothers and sisters. Like, I don't know. But there's just like you could be rich and still shit just keeps fucking happening. Right? We see this with a lot of rappers. They have all the money. They have all this stuff going on. And they just... Something just always happening. Somebody around them got cancer. Their best friend gets shot. Their brother gets killed. Uh, their mama get in a car accident. They go to jail. They lose a, a, a record deal. They it's just always something happening. Now they live in a better life than maybe me or you. But there's still just bullshit always happening. And when you know you're one of those type of people where it just seems like there's always going to be some un, un unwarranted shit in your life. You know, like you can't prevent your auntie from getting cancer. Like that's unwarranted shit that's going on in your life. You need to be with somebody who probably has a little bit of background in that as well. Or at least somebody who can synthesize with it. For example, like Kim Kardashian, right? We all know Kim Kardashian probably ain't got no family members that's locked up. She probably ain't ever had the threat of going to jail. Like jail and incarceration is so beyond Kim Kardashian. Right. The closest thing she knows to jail is O.J. Simpson when he went to jail for breaking into his own house. Like, you know, what I'm saying, because he didn't even go to jail for real, for real, for that murder. Like, you know, what I'm saying and she was a little girl. Either way it goes, she has sympathy, sympathy in her. That's why she can or maybe it's empathy. I forget which one it is, but that's why even though she's so far from that world, she has jumped over people who really come from that world and have the same access she does to go help people that are in jail. So you would need somebody like that, somebody who might not be from the same struggle you come from or a struggle at all. But maybe that might be the motivating factor as to why they'll help you. You know, what I'm saying? they're like, wow, people really go through this shit. You see what I'm saying? So you can't always just also look for somebody who matches in your pain. Sometimes somebody who matches in your pain is so so focused on their own survival rate. They don't have any room for you. And that's what I think one of the biggest problems with this generation and it comes to relationships is there's no room for each other. We want, we make room, but we make, but here's what, here's what we make room for. And this is why I say priorities, everything we make room. The two things we don't make room for in, in this generation is God and our significant others. But we make room for Instagram. We make room for our jobs and careers. A half time that are mediocre and useless um, and have no pinpoint of drive of ambition to any destination that, of greatness or innovation. All right. We, 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 we put our friends, we put strangers, people that we just want to be attached to because of their name or the clout they have or the image they might be tatted up or look cool. Like we, with these things, we would, we will, some of y'all right now will get a text message from someone who really loves you. Right. Or someone who's trying to really love you and you'll ignore it. As you DM somebody who don't give a fuck about you, as you are staring at some girl on Instagram who would never talk to you, as you're looking at some guy who like really looks at you like trash, you looking at him like treasure, as you're sitting there, you know, trying to go through emails for some bullshit ass career that's never going to take you nowhere besides stress, anxiety and depression. Like as you do all these things, you say, fuck, you know. The, you know, you know, I don't say F my bad, but you say, forget God, 
you know, saying you say, forget my boyfriend, forget my girlfriend, my husband or my wife or this person that is really interested in me. That's that really would give me all the things I claim to want. And that's what I'm talking about. It's all talk. You know, when you when you when you hear the it's like, for example, right, a lot of the black girls say this one right here. They say, I want to Russell. I want to Russell. Russell walk up to him every day, though. Some of y'all listening right now that said you wanted to Russell. You may not think about it in your brain, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you go on your DM, that one nigga that keep messaging, that's the Russell right there. That one dude who walk up to you every day at your job and you don't say nothing, you ha ha ha, whatever. That's the Russell. You don't really want the Russell. The Russell just sounds good. It would just make you, and deep down inside, you don't want the Russell, even if you were to take him. You just, you just know that the Russell makes, or you think the Russell is going to make you who right now you're an Alexis Sky. You're a, uh, like uh, a Sukihana or some shit like that. But you know the Russell's going to make you a Sierra. It's all about leveling up. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Russell can't make you a Sierra. You got to be Sierra to get the Russell. That's what y'all. That's what y'all. That's what y'all fail to realize on that on that topic. But you make. But see, the problem is this: you don't make any room for you to grow into Sierra. You you're really truthfully scared of what it takes to be a Sierra, you know. And fellas, you know, translate this in any way you need to translate this. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of y'all sat back and looked at the Michael B. Jordan situation and talked about Lori Harvey and this and the third. And I, and I fully agree. However, check this out: Are you a Michael B. Jordan? You know what I'm saying? Is there any room for you to become a Michael B. Jordan? Do you know the type of space that Michael B. Jordan was required to become the man that he is? Somebody like him. I'm not saying you got to be an actor and be rich and famous, but I'm saying a man who's on his shit like that, whatever that may be for you. You know what I'm saying? So these are the things I'm talking about. Like we sit here in this world that we live in right now. This generation is wicked and it's 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 um it's dangerous, man. It's so it's so dangerous because you put yourself out there over and over and over again and you feel like things ain't working out and then you give up and you become a monster and that's the cycle of it and then now we just live in a world full of little bitty monsters little hurt people at the end of the day you know what i'm saying hurt ass people you know and that's that's what's happening you know what i mean like we have we have so much reasons for us to sit here and try to figure out you know how we're going to manage to like get to a place where you know things are flowing and going but at the end of the day you don't want to let go of certain shit you know what i'm saying that in order to make room for more shit and that's what i'm saying you got to listen to you got yes listen to what people say but you also got to listen to what they do you know what i'm saying because that's going to show you the priority that they have in, in, in anything you know what i'm saying like and there's so many people i see complaining and about things and the truth of the matter is is not that you don't you can't get these things or uh, or there's not people around you you just they're just not what you what you were ideally hoping for maybe you wanted this same behavior but you wanted it from somebody else and that's cool you know what i'm saying but my whole thing is this like that's just not how the cookie's always going to crumble you know what I'm saying? So when are you going to get over that little bitty ass thing and realize that you got something golden standing in front of you? You want a family. You want a wife. You want a husband. You want good friends. You want good people to do business with. And you have them around you. I guarantee you, you do. You just, you just, you just trying to turn Eddie into who Chris already is. And Chris ain't good enough for you because maybe Chris don't wear the kind of clothes you like to see niggas around you wearing. 
But see, Chris going to hold it down. See, Chris is going to show up on time. Chris is going to pick up the phone. Chris is going to take this seriously. Where Eddie is just there just to be there. Now you hate Eddie. And then you turn around. And truthfully, now you turn around and now you hate everybody. And you say, oh, well, there just ain't no real niggas out here for me to build no business with. And because ain't nobody to build this business, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to build this business. So fuck that business. And it's because this world is fake. And it's like, no, nah, the world ain't fake. But there's still plenty of real people in the world, bro. There's still plenty of real people in the world. There's still somebody out there for you. But, you know, you have to get to a point where you 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 stop listening to what somebody say and look at what they do. And when you do that, I think a lot of for a lot of us, what happens is you start to notice that the people you call your friends versus the people you call your associates need to be swapped out because this this girl that you're talking to she never there for you when you need her to be there for you but it is that one girl who's always offering assistance but you just got her in the friend zone or some shit like that see what i'm saying like but you have to ask yourself this when you're dealing with somebody before you just write them off like maybe they don't know how to love bro you ever think about that? Maybe they don't know how to love you. Maybe they don't know how to love in general. They've never had to actually, you know, go full circle with it because that's what love is full circle. You know, and, and a good way to see that is, is through Christ. Christ was the true definition of love. When you think about it overall, you can use Christ like love in any type of love realm, whether it be the homeless man on the street or your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife like Christ. Would walk past the goody two shoes in his cities that he went to, and he would go dwell with the prostitutes and the and the thieves and and the and what we call the low lives, right? Because he loved them beyond their greatest mistakes. He loved them beyond the bad times. You know what I'm saying? He loved them in their worst times. Him, Jesus himself, did not have the best life. He ain't really have nowhere to really rest his head half the time. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he was not. He was not like rich, like walking around on a high horse, like with royal robes on, like Jesus wore sandals and rags, like, you know what I'm saying? But he loved people. He really loved people. And I know we not Jesus, but we could be more like him. You know what I'm saying? Like he really loved people, even in a worst state. Like once again, you got to also have the spiritual discernment to understand that and uh, that your worst state might just be a lot for anybody. You know what I'm saying? And you have to, so you have to know the difference between that too. But at the same time, for a lot of y'all listening, your worst state is not as bad as you make, you let, you let these people around you make you feel. You know what I'm saying? You, if you were to come around some real people like me, that little shit you talking about would never be enough to put me, put me away from being your friend. You know what I'm saying? But the people you around are, don't, don't really love you. That's what it is. Or they living in fear. You have to discern that for yourself. I can't tell you that unless you talk to me personally and then I can get more information from you on the type of situations that you've been have made you maybe open your eyes to see these people for what they really are or for who you think they really are. So, you know, what I'm saying like these people, they clearly don't really love you if they can't be there for you when you down. You know, what I'm saying it don't cost much, you know, and um, here's the thing about it. You know, you have to also think about it this way. If they're with you when you up, they like they like that side of you, right? 
I mean, we can all agree on that. They, there's something about that side of you that they enjoy. If they really fuck with you, like, they're going to want you back up again so they can enjoy that side of you again. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think, bro, that, that person really probably don't even really fuck with you personally. They might just fuck with something that you can do for them. Something that you do for them. It may not be something financially. You could be making them laugh. At that point, what you got to understand is you're disposable. You're expendable. Because there's nothing personal about you. You see what I'm saying? And I think a very good question to always ask somebody, especially when you're having these questions in your brain, is what do you like about me? And listen to what they say. Don't don't interrupt them. Let them, let them tell you. They're going to tell you the, the first thing that comes to their brain. And just look at these things. You know what I'm saying? Are these things things that are kind of exclusive? You know, in other words, these are things that they really, not saying nobody else in the world could do, but this ain't common. You know what I'm saying? Or is it just shit like that anybody could do? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like a, for example, a girl might say, you make me feel beautiful. Well, let's look at let's examine that, right? That could be that could be good, but it could also be bad. Right? It could be good because if she said you make her feel beautiful, maybe it's maybe it's not just your words, maybe it's the fact that you're the one saying it. So you need to get down to the bottom and figure out like, you know, saying like is it because of of um what's being said or is it because of who's saying it? Because if it's what's being said at that point, nigga, anybody on Instagram can make her feel beautiful. Any anybody and you're just you're just you're just that one person that's always going to do it. She could send you a picture and you're going to, oh, my God, you look so marvelous. You're going to do that. And then you wonder why when it's time for things to be reciprocated, they don't really get reciprocated. That's because you are just simply a fan. She has put you in a fan zone. You see what I'm saying? And and that's why you wonder, like, damn, OK, I, you know, well, I, and it might even be nothing bad you brought to her. it. It might have been something good. Maybe now, you know, you don't want to just text. You want to go out on a date. But you she not she she don't got you in her life to date you. She has you in her life so you can compliment her. That's it. And tomorrow, if she found somebody who she wouldn't mind actually going on a date with and getting the compliments from, you're shelved until that guy or that girl goes away. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. You know, but that's why you had to stop listening to what she say and look at what she does. You know, and sometimes that means you cannot play it safe. That's why you had to ask her on that date. That's why you had to, to go ahead and see if things will level up. She, she talked to you nice. She flirt with you, whatever like that. And then, boom, she sends a picture. Then she disappears. She disappears. Right? Until she needs to send you another picture. Then she comes. She sweet talk you up a little bit. Hey, how you been? Da, 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 third. She sends you a picture. Right? So, that, so and you start to feel something. You're like, damn, I got this pretty girl always talking to me. And she be sending me pictures and stuff. And that's all you are, bro. That's it. And the faster you 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 put that in your brain, the faster you can move on to someone else and someone who actually, you know, yes, she might like your compliments, but she also likes other things about you as well. And she also wants to to know more about you and and hone in on those things that she likes about you. You see what I'm saying? That's why you have people in this world who will be there with you when you're broke and when you're rich. Those are the people who really like you. You know, what I mean, those are the people who really like you. But the unfortunate part about life is this. A lot of us, because we spend so much time chasing after the people who don't want to be chased by us, what happens is this. You, so, so you have friends around you who are down with you while you're down. And you get up there and they still are around, right? They don't change. They don't start asking you for money or nothing like that. But what ends up happening is now those guys and girls who weren't fucking with you when you were a nobody, they start coming around. The ones that you wanted to fuck with you. But you settled to hang out with those other friends? That's, that's, that's the truth. Yeah, now those guys and girls are now coming around. 
And now you got to realize that at the end of the day, you know that just you know that shows you, bro. You ain't shit. And you using people. And you you are the problem. You see what I'm saying? And you you feel bad for yourself because you're like sitting there like with all these fake ass friends. Like, oh my god, I got these fake ass friends. I know they're fake, but damn, I want their validation so bad. But at the end of the day, you're a user too. So they're using you, you using them. You getting all you're doing is getting the energy that you put out into the world. You just didn't realize it. And a lot of the time, the people that we deal with are reflections of us. We don't realize it because we never had to deal with us before. But then you start dealing with somebody. And if you were to really pay attention, not all the time, don't get it twisted, not all the time, because you got girls who are in abusive relationships that don't even have abuse in their heart. They've never even thought about hitting a man or a, a child or anybody. So don't get it twisted. But I'm just saying a lot of the time, the people that you attract into your life are just simply reflections of you. You don't realize it because you do it to people that you don't care about. But these people that are doing these things to you, this is how you do people. I remember one time I was talking to my mom and I told her, I was telling her about how somebody, I think my sister was giving me attitude and she was like, and I, as I described this, she was like, that's the same attitude you give me. And I didn't really notice it because I do it so passively to my mother, you know what I'm saying? My own mother. And I didn't notice it. And that's why I had to start changing the way I talked to my mom or the way, you know, I answered the phone when she go call me or need something like that. Because now that I had it, I got tasted my own medicine. I didn't like it, but I didn't realize that I was also doing this to somebody else. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would give my mom little attitude when she would say something to me or she would call me like, yes, or what's up? You see what I'm saying? And then now that my sister, I think it was my sister, was doing the same thing to me, my mom, she she heard it out. And at the end of it, she was like, well, that's the same way you treat me when I call you. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you don't realize that these problems that you are dealing with with the people in your life really come from a place of of reflection and kind of like I hate to say this word, but karma almost essentially like, you know, it's just, you know, and that's what people realize. Karma is not always a bad thing. It's just whatever you put out, good or bad in between, you know, is what you're going to get back. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of y'all got a boyfriend right now. Some of y'all ladies got a boyfriend who barely talked to you or whatever like that. But what you don't realize is that you are now to him what another man has been to you. Think about that one man. Just try to think about a man that you let feel like he had a chance, but he didn't. So you barely spoke to him. You spoke to him kind of when you just were bored or lonely or horny or needed some money or were sad or something like that. But you really didn't fuck with him like that. That's what you are to this guy. And that's why it's bothering you that you're like, what the fuck? And what you don't realize is your subconscious psyche is fully aware of this. Your subconscious psyche, that's why you feel so fucked up about it. You're like, I can't believe somebody is actually has the audacity and gall to do to me what I do to other people. You don't realize it because the people that you do it to, you do it passively. You do it and you don't even look back. It's almost like if you cause a car accident and just keep going and don't even look back to see the collision that you caused through your bad driving. You know what I'm saying? And now you are now a collision and somebody is going to drive right past you the same way. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks. And that's why you have to be careful how you treat people, even when you feel like, shit, I don't owe them nothing. Okay, you probably don't. But neither does this next person that you're going to deal with that you actually want something from. And you feel like you've put in enough work and energy to, to, excuse me, to have earned this, 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 whatever this thing is that you want from this man or this woman. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you've put in enough, but you haven't. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, there's never going to be enough. Just like that dude could have did everything for you that you say you wanted. But it was, he wasn't enough. 
And it sucks because a lot of y'all going to feel justified saying, well, you know, I don't owe that guy anything. And that guy, he did all that stuff on his own. And he did the same way you do the stuff you do on your own. And that nigga that you you chasing after, he did not ask you to text him good morning every morning. He didn't ask you to be there for him when you noticed that he was having a bad day. He didn't ask you for those things the same way Johnny didn't ask you either. Uh, you didn't ask Johnny and Johnny still did it out of his own heart because he actually seen the treasure in you. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes when you when you stop and you look at this person and you say, uh, uh, but you actually give them somewhat of a shot and maybe just keep it real with them. You can actually find a very beautiful place for this person in your life. But instead, you just completely dismiss people. And that's something that we do a lot in our generation, too. We completely dismiss people off of one or two little things. And it's like, OK. Yes, this one or two things may be kind of big, but look at the 20 things that this person has and you have to ask yourself. And I think I think this is why you start to see a lot of when you see a lot of married couples that are older, like in their mid 30s and up, you'll like you'll look at them and kind of be like, how did that happen? Right. You know, not, not even trying to be funny, but seriously, you'll be like, how did that happen? I think it's how it happened. You know, one of them, obviously, the better looking one, the probably more successful one, more lit up one had to become the type of person like to say, you know what? What's more important to me, this shallow shit that, you know, would be look good on paperwork or how I actually am going to feel about it in the, in the morning? Because you go get with the the person who looks better and, you know, looks better in, on paperwork and society would say you fit more with. But then you're you're miserable. You wake up every morning feeling lonely, even though you're in bed with somebody, you you're on the phone feeling lonely. You want to you want to text me. I mean, that's the, one of the worst feelings is to sit next to somebody and y'all are together and you feel entitled as you should to their embrace and you're not getting it. You know, everybody, everybody, nobody here likes that feeling. And the unfortunate part about it is almost every single one of us, including myself, is guilty of also um, pushing that same feeling that you don't like onto someone else. You see what I'm saying? And this is what I'm saying. You got to look at the same way you got to look at other people and what they say versus what they do. Sometimes you got to look within yourself and you say a lot of shit as well. A lot of y'all that's listening, including myself, we all guilty of this. We say a lot of things. And then when, when it's time to actually step up to what we said and manifest it or embrace it in some type of form, we can't because we really full of shit at the end of the day. And, and, and sometimes you want things that you're not built for. You just you just want them because you know they're what's right. They're what's right for you to have or it was right for anybody to have. But at the end of the day, you don't really have what it takes to take these things on. You see what I'm saying? You're not built for it. And um, I would say my advice would either be to walk away, obviously, uh, you know, with all due respect until you can. Or try to sit there and actually hone in on it. Even if it's a little forced at first, you never know. It might become a natural thing for you. You know what I'm saying? I've done that before, too, where I had to kind of force myself to deal with somebody because I felt like they deserved it, honestly. And because of all the stuff that they did. And after a while, I started to realize, hey, this person actually isn't that bad. Matter of fact, this is my my favorite person in the world. You know what I'm saying? Now, that, that person I'm thinking about in my brain right now, they went and dropped the bag on themselves um, through their own insecurities. But. I did give them a fair shot because I felt like, hey, she's really showing me all these things I say I want. She's not the ideal person I'd want them from. But at the end of the day, what do I really want out of life? Do I really want these things I keep saying I want or do I not? Because this is who's giving it to me right now. 
You know what I'm saying? And and I and I gave them a real serious shot. It didn't work. Um, I know some of y'all can say, well, damn, well, why should I do it? It's a part of life. Just because it didn't work for me don't mean it's not going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just didn't work because of, I'm not going to lie, I half-assed it. And they just couldn't believe it, I guess. I don't know. They couldn't believe it, so they just didn't believe it. So, you know, I had to look at their actions, too. And at that point, their words were null and void to me because when they wanted me, they said all the right things. And they even did some of the right things, too. But then once they got me, but they didn't think they still they didn't think they had me because of their own insecurities. I let them I, I made them feel welcome, but they they kept up their own insecurities through fear. Right. Playing it safe, actually making it more dangerous. They ended up fucking up and doing all kind of stupid shit that caused us to have to go our separate ways. And they tried to come back. And when they tried to come back, you know, um, I still gave a shot, but I made it very clear what would need to happen. She didn't want to do those things. It didn't work out. So, you know, she talked, but she didn't walk. She said, I want us back. I want us back. Give us, give us another chance. You know, we can be great. I said, okay, cool. But before we even do that this time, we're going to nip this one thing right here in the bud. And she didn't want to nip that one thing in the bud. At that point, to me, I was not that important. I'm not as important as you might say. Had another girl, matter of fact, this is more recently. She called, I, we, we, I broke up with her or whatever, or cut her off, I guess you could say. And she called me crying. Please don't do this to me. Please, please, please. Everybody leaves me. Everybody leaves me. And she, she kept saying that. And it, it got to the point where I'm starting to feel like, wait a minute. So you don't really want me. You just need somebody to make to, to make up for your abandonment issues, right? Which I'm not knocking her for having abandonment issues. I have them too from my father. But it's still, nonetheless, you you don't really want me, you know? And then when I just wouldn't budge after just three minutes, she just, her whole tone changes. Well, fine. How about you just come get your stuff in my car? I'm going to be on the front of, your, front of your building in five, ten minutes anyway. And it's just like, what happened to the crybaby who was just sounding so vulnerable and so precious? And I didn't even say no. I just wasn't really letting up I was being kind of stiff and asking asking a lot of questions like you know what I'm saying and when she once she realized she couldn't just manipulate me into just being like okay cool whatever, we'll just figure it out you know what I'm saying all of a sudden everything changed that means it was never real in the first place in my opinion because if it was real it would have stayed real they would it would have never changed nothing would have ever changed from it it would have stayed real you know what I'm saying it wouldn't have been just only three minutes of you whining and all of a sudden now you 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 you've swapped it up when you were crying and everything like that, I started to take it serious. But her actions showed differently. See, her voice was saying, I want you back. But her actions showed me two things. She don't necessarily need me or want me. She needs some whoever going to take her on. That's why a week, less than a week later, she was back with she was back with one of her exes. You see what I'm saying? But she need me. She, no, she just needs somebody because she has deep abandonment issues. You know what I'm saying? She don't need him. She don't need me. If he leave her tomorrow, she'll go be with the next nigga who want her ass. Like you see what I'm saying? And and that's actions right there. That should show you. First of all, in my personal opinion, I don't care what nobody say. Like you should not be able to just move on like that. Like and if you're and if you are, it's fake. 
You're just trying to, as they say, what they say, get under somebody to get over somebody. You should not be able to just move on like that. I don't care what happened. I don't care if motherfucker cheat on you, beat on you, spit on you, nothing. Like, that shit takes time. You know what I'm saying? If somebody can really go out there and genuinely say, like, they've moved on that fast, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I personally feel like they never was really there in the first place. And a lot of people date for convenience. They don't really actually genuinely like the person that they're with. They just, like I, just like that girl, they just need someone to fix their abandonment issues or their trust issues or their um, horniness or to make them feel good or something like or just to just to say hey look I got a boyfriend look men like me like you know a lot of women feel validated when they can they can get a man based on the type of man they can also get so like you know what I'm saying whatever is ranked higher to them cuz in some worlds a street nigga would be ranked high but to some girls um a CEO would be ranked high so like whatever that type of guy is for that girl which usually is based on the first man she ever saw that's usually the standard of man most women are okay with most women would not date anything lower than their father half the time now the only exception is usually when the father's like really low like a crackhead like but most women if their father was a street dude they can they can see themselves with a street dude but if their father was is like a professional business dude that's who they're gonna date like my sister our father is a professional business dude. She don't date street dudes. She don't date like stoners who just sit around all day. Like she dates guys who are like in business. That's the standard of man that she knows. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the time when I've when I've even dealt with women, I've noticed that their fathers were kind of like me, you know, in some way. You know, uh, a man with a troubled past trying to make it, you know, do things. Did differently, and I'm like, damn, your daddy just sound like my dad. I, you know, saying, damn, they want to meet the dad and shit like that, just because. Now, excuse me, I said my, your daddy sound like my dad. My dad. I, I meant to say your daddy sound like me. Like, you know, saying I want to meet him, not even just because he's your daddy, but because shit, he sound like maybe he could tell me something. You know what I'm saying? And that would help me personally. So like, there's always that. And that's why I say you got to look past what they say and look at what they do. She could say she wants the CEO guy, but she keep going for the street nigga. Why is that? Some people will say, well, that's all she can attract, Tommy. Maybe because she's saying more than what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? That that might be the, the case. So at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you have to look at what people do. Like I said, throughout my walk of life so far, what I've learned is that people walk louder than they talk. They talk good. They talk real nice. They talk about love. They talk about money. They talk about the business. They talk about school. They talk about whatever it is that you guys are talking about. Mind you, this conversation is not just um, for dating. Um, they talk about all kinds of stuff, right? And when you look at their actions, their actions are different. If every time you express yourself to your girl and, and tell her something you don't like, she gets she goes runs off and acts different or she gets stiff on you. I mean, that's 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 the action right there. You see what I'm saying? But what she's trying to tell you, see, she'll tell you, babe, no, you could tell me anything. But what she's what her actions are telling you is you can't tell her anything. You might as well keep these things to yourself and either deal with it or move on to someone else that doesn't put you through those type of questions or whatever it is that you're dealing with with this woman. You see what I'm saying? Because if she really loved you and if she really knew how to love, mind you, a lot of people don't know how to love because they don't they don't they don't they've never loved. They've never been loved. They don't know anything about love. They think they know how to love, but they don't really know how to love. There is a way how to love somebody like um, if she really love you, then when she tell you, babe, don't be passive aggressive. Talk to me. You know, let me know when you don't like something. 
she won't be just so quick to just jump down your throat when you when you tell her something you don't like or she won't try to flip it on to you. She's going to actually listen and then try to come up with a solution and then she's going to apologize because half the time she probably was doing things to you and she had no idea she was doing them. But she's still going to say sorry anyway because she's going to be sorry. Not that she did it because actually she didn't mean to do it, but sorry that she didn't know what she was doing to you and how this was affecting you. See what I'm saying? But if she if she if instead her response to you is more like basically like on some basically she ignore you or wait till you're in a better mood to talk to you or something like that and not even want to talk about what you wanted to talk about that that's her actions telling you no I know I said you can come to me with anything but nigga I was just saying that shit I don't really mean it you know or I just simply don't know how to actually be the person you come to and talk to about things see what I'm saying and um, that's why so many men don't open up to women in today's society is because when you start to tell them something, they start to get kind of in a shell and start to act real funny and weird. And that way, and what it does is it made the man feel like, you know what, if I can't even simply say, hey, babe, why you ain't, why you ain't call me back last night when you said you'd call me back? Well, what, what could I tell her? Right. What what happens? So if, if, if your girl always says, I'm gonna call you back, babe, and she calls you back and then. She don't call you back one night on a Friday night, too, on top of that, right? And you you say something to her in the morning, like, babe, why you didn't call me back last night? And she gets all defensive or whatever like that. Now, we all know where this can also go, right? She could be cheating. She could be whatever. That's why she's so defensive. But at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is this. this is, now, this is what is true. I don't know if she's cheating on you or not or dealing with other guys or not. But what is true is she hasn't built up enough inside of herself of respect for you to understand these things so when you tell her that and you you bring it up to her and she gets all dismissive or kind of runs away from the conversation or even gets insultive about it or gets furious about it what you have to understand is that what she what she is doing is telling you right there how she really feels about the fact that you even have the gall to come to her and talk to her about something she didn't do right see what i'm saying so you have to kind of go off of that and say damn you know, is it something I'm really willing to deal with? Because if she if she could do that for something like that, what happens when there's something bigger? And, and there will be something bigger. Because, it, cause, you know, a lot of the time when big things happen in relationships, if you were to sit back, you would see where it started off small. It started off with that one time she didn't call you back and you didn't say anything. And next thing you know, she might go a whole day without talking to you one day and you don't say anything. And it's like they, they just keep trying you. And eventually she just goes on a vacation, you know, with no pictures on her Snapchat or nothing. And just like, yo, like you're like, yo, where the fuck have you been? And she's just like, who the hell are you talking to? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, her actions are showing you. She telling you she love you, but she can't even have good communication with you. So you have to really look at these things, man. Like I said, you got to take the time to really look at what people do not so much just what they say. I don't care what they tell you at their mouth. You know, saying look at what they do. So take the next week in your life and really, you know, even if you have to shit test a few people, which I don't always recommend it doing, but I understand the desperation out here in this generation. Um, shit test some people and really see how they really feel. Hold on, man. There's people being loud for no fucking reason, bro. Like. You know, take the time to really see how they really feel, man, and, and 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 let them let don't let their words do so much of the talking. See how they respond as far as their actions. Sometimes their words are actions. You have to be able to pay attention to that too.
Sometimes their words are actions. Sometimes their words are the actions. It's not always going to be something that they physically do or don't do. It sometimes might be how they say something, when they say something, where they'll say it. That might be a response. You know what I'm saying? I had a girl one time. She had a problem with me, apparently. And she waited till we were in a very public place to bring it up. And I was like... What I realized in that moment was, and I, and even now that I'm talking about it, even as I'm saying what I'm saying, what I'm even realizing now is that at the end of the day, it wasn't her talking. It was her walking. What she was doing was telling me, see, what she was telling me what she told me, whatever she had a problem with. I'm just going to make it up. I don't remember what she actually had a problem with. She had a problem with me uh, not picking up the phone, right? But what, what the, the real action is telling me is that, what I really need to read from this is more so that she's she's afraid to have private conversation with me for whatever reason. And I need I need to start to dig into deep as to why something that hasn't happened in days gets brought up perfect at the perfect time of other people being around just so you can kind of, you know, I, I, I mean, I won't snap or something like that. You see what I'm saying? So I had to really look at myself and say, well, damn, what what have I created in this relationship where she feels like she needs people around? to talk to me about something that she should talk to me about privately. You see what I'm saying? And I had to really examine myself and I didn't realize that a lot of the stuff I was doing was creating a, a bad space for her where she felt like she needed a mediator. She felt like she needed a witness, somebody there, or and, and really, um, not to go too much into detail, but a specific group of people so that way I would have no choice but to react in a more calm manner and let her talk. You see what I'm saying? I didn't realize that I had became so hostile to her, not violently, but just so, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like, what's up with these niggas, man? Like, so violent towards her, not, excuse me, not violent, hostile towards her, that she felt like she needed somebody else there. You see what I'm saying? That was more loud to me than what she was complaining about. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes it's not always the words. It can also be, I mean, uh, sometimes it's not always physical action. Sometimes words and where they're said, how they're said can also be the response that you need to really see where you stand in these people's life. And then you need to evaluate that. And if you're okay with it, then I guess you do what you do. You try to give them a chance, talk to them and let them know, hey, this is something that you do I don't like. And if they don't want to change it, you you move on or you stay or whatever you decide to do. I'm not going to judge you. But at least now you fully know, right? So maybe one day in the future when you grab the balls to do it, you can go ahead and make the moves you need to make because you now know where you stand in this person's life. So I want you guys to really think about that, ponder on that. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. It's getting loud. Niggas is acting up. But um, I just wanted to put that out there and, and hopefully it helps somebody. It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex and I'm out.